everyone, and welcome to another episode of UConn 360. That's the only podcast in the universe that covers the University of Connecticut from every conceivable angle. Coming to you from the heart of Connecticut, I am Tom Breen, and joining me as always is my colleague, Julie Bartuka. Julie, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks. How are you, Tom? I'm doing good. We've got a really good show for people today about a big anniversary coming up that I'm excited to talk about. But before we jump into that, you've got some news items you want to talk about. Well, we all have news items, don't we? <laughs> I get, well, yeah, sure. But, I, you know, <laughs> you, you, you had mentioned at the start of the last episode, a big news item that we missed. I don't know if you want to talk about that first. Yes, we recorded our, our last episode before the big news broke that Dr. Andrew Agonobi is leaving UConn for the private sector. And the new interim president of UConn is Rodenka Marich who was the uh, vice president for research. So that's that's just happening now. And there's a lot of, a lot of change uh, right now, but the change is, is often good. And we've worked with uh, Radenka a lot in our office and she's fantastic. So uh, I'm, I'm pretty excited to see where things go. And I, if listeners are wondering what's going to happen next, I have no idea. I'd be the last person to ask. <laughs> I'll find out when you do. Um, but right now, uh, I think everyone is just kind of uh, adjusting and and getting back into the new... Yes, and I was just wrong. going to say um, a couple things real quick. As a result of that, uh, stepping into re- Vice President for Research, Innovation, and Entrepreneurship is Dr. Pamir Alpay, who's currently uh, the Executive Director of the Yukon Innovation Partnership Building, and he's a Board of Trustees Distinguished Professor. So again, more exciting changes there. But another thing that's on Yukon today that everybody can read a really great story about is someone who we have mentioned on this podcast in one of Tom's History Corner segments, which is that Harrison Honey Fitch, who was the first Black student to play basketball at Yukon, is being inducted into the Huskies of Honor alongside some of our past Husky basketball greats. So there's a really good story by Jackie Severance on Yukon today. And I just wanted to mention that. Yes, definitely check it out. There's also a, a video embedded in there that's an interview with his son, who was a uh, class of 1964 graduate. So very interesting, really great article by Jackie in our office. And yeah, I was really proud of that article. It, it, it involved a lot of people uh, and a lot of different, like athletics really helped us out a lot with that too. So uh, it's nice when different units of the university can kind of come together like that. It's a fascinating story. So Without further ado, why don't we get to our special guest this week? This year is the 50th anniversary of a major part of life at UConn. That is the uh, Puerto Rican Latin American Cultural Center. And uh, there's a lot of stuff happening during the 50th anniversary. There's already been an unveiling of a a mural. Is that right? And that's the student union. If you want to go see it, if you're on campus, or even if you're not on campus, come to campus and go see it. So we are very happy to have with us uh, today the director of uh, the Puerto Rican Latin American Cultural Center, or PERLAC, as we affectionately call it at UConn, Fani Hannon. Fani, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Tom and, and Julie, for inviting me. And to our Huskies who are listening to this pod, uh, podcast, buenas tardes, buenas tardes, good afternoon. As Tom said, I'm Fanny de Jesus Hannon, and I'm the director of the Puerto Rican Latin American Culture Center, Perlac, long, long name, but uh, our home away from home. I've been in my position for 10 years now. Uh, actually, July is going to be my 10th anniversary, but very excited to be in this position to celebrate alongside with our Huskies Forever, but also our, our Huskies on campus, the legacy of 50 years in the making of uh, Perlac. And happy to share with all of you what we are doing right now, but most importantly, the history of the center and how Perlac became what Perlac is today. 
Absolutely. And you mentioned that it's a home away from home. And I work kind of indirectly with Fani. Fani and I are seeing each other's faces on the screen for the (laughs) first time. But I worked with another colleague, Jennifer Moranis, on the new brochure that was created for Perlec. And I talked to several students who are part of the center. And what really came across was just how it really is a home away from home. This is not lip service. This is not just something you say. These students really find Uh, their place of connection here. And it was just really touching. And the things that they said and the way that they just not gushed about it because they were very authentic and honest, (laughs) but the way that they they expressed the place that Perlac holds in their lives and in their Yukon experience was just really impressive for me. So Fani, maybe you can tell us a little bit about what Perlac strives to do and some of the ways that it does that. Absolutely. So I'm I'm a storyteller as a Latina. I love telling stories. And Perlac, you know, really is, like I said before, the home away from home, because we're founded by four amazing Puerto Rican students. And I love to say their names, because sometimes, you know, when we when we talk about history, we tend to forget about those folks who were involved. And so, you know, Carmen, Ana Isabel, and Bruni were part, they were the reason why they founded the Puerto Rican student movement back in 1970. And, and Tom alluded to our, our mural that we have on campus. So please come and see it. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. Very colorful. A lot of work went into that. But Bruni, Ana Isabel, and Eno, and Carmen, they founded the Puerto Rican Student Movement, like I was saying before, with the pillars that they needed a home away from home from Puerto Rico. What is fascinating for me as a director is to see how 50 years the center remains the home away from home for many self-identified Latinx students coming from different cultures and ethnic backgrounds. And what we do in Perlac, so Perlac is the place, right? It's the home, la casa, el lugar, where our students can be who they are. They don't have to justify their existence. They can play different, different parts, different roles. They can listen to music in Spanish and Portuguese and English. They do their homework. So imagine coming into the living room in your home and that's what Perlac is. So we have couches, we have uh, tables, um, we have a kitchen because obviously food is so important to, to our culture. But what is happening is that by having Perlac at, at a university like UConn really empowers the students to become the best versions of, of who, they, who they can become. To give you an example, many of the programs that we do are rooted on sense of belonging and helping our students to be proud and embrace their culture identity. And, and some, some folks, I mean, will, will think that all of us, the uh, Latinx folks, we speak Spanish or we speak, I mean, you know, Portuguese. But what is interesting with our students is that many of them who are second generation born here in the U.S., they speak only English because their parents didn't want them to be discriminated against to have an accent or to not fit in. So the programs that we do in Perlac really is multilingual programs. We have programs in Spanish, we have programs in Portuguese, we have programs in English. But what, what has been the transformation for what we do, and, and I will probably want to, I'm going to start crying at some point of this you know, conversation because I, I, I love crying, uh, but I think <laughs> it's really for me seeing, seeing, seeing the great transformation that our students are having um, uh, through Perlac and most importantly, being su- successful at UConn, but it's through peer mentoring. Peer mentoring is a transformation for our students. When they come in, they are uh, paired with a with another student who is self-identified Latinx. But actually, over the years, we have had other students who just love 
peer mentoring so much. They just want to help. They just want to support them. So the programs that we do specifically in Metas are mentoring, educating, and transforming to achieve success is our peer mentoring program that helps the students to navigate UConn, but also understand you know, what are the best places on campus to study? What are the classes that I have to take? Who is that professor that is, um, you know, how this generation is, will give me the ECA uh, <laughs> or how about going, I mean, to the dairy bar. So, and for me, I, I love seeing that and seeing the transformation that happens through peer mentoring program, but at the same time, helping our students to be proud of their culture identity. And, and that is so important. Yeah, you mentioned that the history of it. And, you know, 50 years ago, of course, that was a time of really growing student activism on a lot of different fronts. Was the center part of that? Was that sort of part of the context for how it was founded? Absolutely, Tom. Thank you. Yes, thank you for bringing it up. Absolutely. So we came out of the civil rights movement. So when I mentioned it, I mean, the Bruni and Anna, they were marching, they were protesting during those times. It's fascinating to me because when I read some of our historical archives, I imagine the students sitting down at Wilbur Cross and they had to sit in and waiting for the provost and they took over. Ana Isabel in her memoir, she talks about that, how they took over the provost office and, uh, and fight uh, constantly for having a home away from home to belong. And, and, and it's so empowering knowing that because of discrimination, we we are here, right? That we have a cultural center for our self-identified Latinx students. But we owe all of that to the civil rights movement. A lot of our centers and cultural groups are celebrating 50th anniversaries as well this year, all because of that time that so much of this came out of. One awesome thing about PERLAC too is not only does it benefit the students who self-identify as Latinx, but Really, everyone on campus benefits from the programming that you all have to kind of educate others about these cultures. And it's not, like you said, not just one culture, many different cultures that make up your membership. But you've brought some huge names to campus. There's been some really impressive people that come (laughs) as part of your, your events every year. And I was wondering, you know, you've been here 10 years. What are some of your favorite things that Perlac has done and some of your favorite memories? Oh, thank you, Julie. So I have to tell you this before. It's so hard, I mean, to pinpoint, I mean, my favorite memories. But at the same time, I, I believe in the power of the we. And uh, and the work that I do in Perlac, it's because I'm very blessed to have a great left and right hand. You know, folks who know me for the past, uh, I've been part of this Yukon Nation family for the past 16 years, but particularly 10 years working in Perlac. is because I have a great, great left and right hand. I mean, Jennifer Moreno as, as my assistant director and together, we we are the only full-time staff for the past 50 years that has been the case for a, a cultural center for Perlac. And our population keeps growing. So one morning, you know, I have those moments and I, I call Jen, Janita for reference. It's very Honduran. And in, in the Honduran culture, we call everyone Ito and Ita. So <laughs> do not be surprised if after this um, uh, talk, I will call, you know, Tomasito and, uh, and Julita. <laughs> And that's and that's how we that's how we roll. I would be honored, Fanny. Oh yes, yes, <laughs> yes. So what what is interesting is I had this idea of how can we inspire and empowering our Latinx students, but most importantly, to your point, Julie, I keep saying this that Perlac is the home away from home. If you're a husky, if you're a husky, you belong in Perlac, and that has been my 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 goal that the the center is the home away from home for everyone. 
And then I, I mentioned this to Janita. Lo and behold, she said, well, how about if we start bringing somebody who can inspire our Latinx students? So we started in the humble beginnings with Ray Suarez, and then she took it to the next 10 levels, and we brought Rosario Dawson. I met her when, when I met her, you know, amazing Latina. Diego Luna, I have a crush on him. I think that he's <laughs> dreamy, but also Diana Guerrero, and, and, and obviously the iconic Rita Moreno. Mm. And what has been so fascinating for, for us with Illuminating the Path, which is that wonderful name that Janita gave to the series, is really bringing somebody from different assets of the Latinx world. John Quinones, another one that the students were like, oh my God, we love him. <laughs> and, and it's so amazing. Each and one of them had really brought up something different to inspire our Latinx students, but also I mean our community are large. Because the work that we do in Perlac is not in isolation. Mm-hmm. We work with many different uh, the other culture centers. And as well, you mentioned the unit and we work, I mean, with that school and college and the different units on campus and as well our regional campuses. So it's it's fascinating to see all of big iconic coming up. And, and side note, I would have loved to be a journalist in my, in my native Honduras. And I love having this podcast, but also I love radio. And then... My my hosting show with Illuminating the Path, since I'm the one always interviewing our iconic stars. That's where you get to live out that dream. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> well, I know it's always fantastic and very well received. What, one of the, uh, I, the main, I think one of the, the things that students like the most about cultural centers is being able to get together and, and be together with other people and, and share that kind of close, intimate experience. Obviously, the pandemic has been a big challenge for that. How did you respond when, when you know, two years ago, I can't believe it's been two years, but, you know, how did, did Perlac respond when suddenly people couldn't get together in person anymore? Tom, I have to tell you that, yes, number one, I cannot believe it's been two years that it's, it, my God, it was difficult. It was challenging. The work that we do is personal. It's relationship. It's really, as, as a culture, we love to be together with one another and it, we we made it work virtually. We were make sure that our language, right, that everything that we were saying to the students, that they could feel that connection. But but I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's not ideal. So we we did our work, but a lot of suffering, uh, a lot of crying, mostly not only from from me but also from our students, who will tell you that they missed their home away from home, and and it really hindered their uh, sense of belonging on campus because they did not have that that home away, that that their home after classes being a long day. Let me just go to Fanny's office. Let me just eat a Jen's chocolate or let me just go to Kiara's to just vent about my day. So that is so needed that we didn't have, that we didn't have during the pandemic. And it doesn't really matter. We, you know, we use the mentee, you use all of these different platforms to create some interactive and engaging opportunities, but it's not the same. It's not the same to have the human touch. And it's not the same to give a hug, which is another piece that we cannot really do given this pandemic or give a a kiss on your cheek and said, oh my God, I'm here for you. So it has been challenging. We did it, but it has not been ideal. So the university is going to be celebrating the anniversary all year. What are some things coming up that people should look for that they can maybe look forward to? Yes, I'm so happy you asked that question. So everyone, please come and join us uh, for April 9th. It's on a Saturday. We are planning a reunion for the classes of 
2010 through now. And we are very excited. And specifically, this reunion is to highlight the homecoming wing that at the time, the Fresh Prince theme, that was the, the, the theme for homecoming. And in our students, you know, in Perlac, they won the dance competition lip sync. So we're very excited. April 9th, everyone, please come and join us. We are going to be uh, operating in person on February 14th. So if folks in our community want to come and take a look at the mural, please do not be shy. We're going to be open from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. And then moving forward on June 11th, on a Saturday, we're going to take the dance away and going to start dancing and celebrate 50 years of dancing with our Latin Fest, which has been another iconic event that we had always done since the 1990s. The dancing, we could talk all day about the dancing too. <laughs> There's so many different dance groups that yes, uh, stand yeah. out of and Perlac then, and... I know, I know. And, and I, I don't want to forget, we are launching our new website. So please go into our website, latinx.yukon.edu and follow us on Instagram at Yukon Perlac on Instagram. So that's where we're going to have all of this great information about the events and programs that we're doing. And every single one of you is welcome to join us. It's, it's our momentum. It's our Perlac 50 years. Congratulations. It's so exciting. And I want to shout out as we're shout, we always shout out people in university communications who are involved in things that we talk about. And John Bailey, one of our talented designers, yes. worked on that mural, which is kind of a timeline, right? Of the last 50 years of Perlac. Yes. So yes, it's a beautiful timeline. Shout out, I mean to uh, John. Shout out, I mean to Angie Reyes for the it's shout out, I mean to University Communications and Julita and Tomito now. So it's um <laughs> shout out to everyone who has been working with with us. And thank you. We couldn't have done it without each and one of you. It's our pleasure. And I was saying to you earlier that it's easy to to promote these things when they're such good things. And Tom and I joke that like, you know, we don't just want to be this mouthpiece of the university. We want to be authentic, but we are being authentic when we say how great these things are because they really are. Yeah, absolutely. It, it is a, become a really big part of the university over 50 years. And so many students who've come through in those 50 years really associate it with UConn, like they're inseparable, Perlac and UConn for a lot of people, which is fantastic. And here's to 50 more yeah. years. Heck yes. Yeah. 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 So cheers to another 50 more. And I think it's so beautiful that having a research university like UConn, which I have to tell you, we are just one of the few that we are having these models of cultural centers. So I think that I want us to continue preserving that, but also feel proud that as a research state university, we are the home away from home for many students of color. And that's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for talking with us today. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again throughout the year. My pleasure. Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been great. Thank you. Well, that was fantastic, everyone. Thanks to our guests. Definitely check out latinx.ucon.edu and uh, find out about all the great things that are going to be happening this year of the 50th anniversary. And if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at UConn Podcast. You can also follow me at TJ Breen. And as always, please visit today.ucon.edu for the latest information and news about the university. Julie, is there anything you want to plug? Not really. Check out all the great Perlac events happening this year. Yes, absolutely. Thanks, everyone. And we'll be back in two weeks.